0: Hello and welcome to the Slow Home podcast. This is episode number 47 and uh I am Brooke. I am Brooke. <laughs> I am Brooke. <laughs> I am Groot.
1: <laughs> and I am Ben. Welcome to the third sugar-free podcast, podcast, yeah. in this mini-series where Brooke and I are going sugarless for a month.
0: I think really what we're doing is giving our bodies to science.
1: We are. We're giving, them up, giving our bodies up to science. And <laughs> what, what, uh, what we're doing is both immoral and wrong. It's just wrong what it's we're doing. It's against nature. I just feel like it just shouldn't be done by anyone.
0: What? Give up sugar? <laughs> really? That's an ex- that's an extreme reaction at week 3, I I've got to say.
1: Yeah, that's You um, really want to drink, don't you? No, 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 no. I I, I don't Chocolate? actually. Um what I No, I'm not really craving any food mm-hmm. actually. Not anymore. No. But what I what I think we've done wrong is we've done too much in the one month. I would agree like with that. Like we're doing that yes. yoga thing every morning. We're doing this. We're doing alcohol free. Like I feel like we've started a business this month. I just feel like that's that, not, that is – thats small thing. Yeah, but you know what I mean? Like that's not intention. Like that's no, it's not. That's ridiculous. Yeah,
0: it's 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 doing what I tell people not to do, which is go like a bull at a gate. I'm very much about small intentional changes one or maybe two at a time to give yourself the opportunity Mm. to, you know, settle in and find your feet with these changes and then let the momentum of those changes build over time. So instead we're like, well, yeah, totally let's do yoga every day and let's stop eating all processed sugar. And while we're at it, let's not drink any alcohol and why not start a company? Mm. Um, Yeah. Look,
1: I, it's funny, on the you know, the Gretchen Rubin um, personality trait yes. quadrant, yes. we're both obligers mm. with different tendencies. You've got a rebel tendency and I've got an upholder tendency. You know why we've, we've stuck to our guns on all these things? It's because we're accountable to other people. Exactly. So I'm, I'm trying to be more of the upholder. Uh, and I think you are too, so we're obliged. No, no,
0: but I feel, I think obliger for me means that I'm more more inclined to stick to it because other people are listening, because other people That's are it. following along. Like That is what an obliger does. That's it. If it, it was just up to me and I was doing it privately, I would have given up yeah, right we're,
1: we're being faux, we're being faux upholders. Yeah, I no, but like. I
0: think the whole thing, the whole point of that, habits tendencies kind of quadrant is to recognize what type you are, what tendency you have, and then use that knowledge to then tap into those habits and actually make them stick. So I know what you mean. Like it, it looks like we're being upholders because we're sticking to these habit changes, but that's just because we've recognized what makes us stick to those things. Yeah. it's And that's what I like about it. Cause I'm not a huge fan of putting people in boxes and labeling, you know, personality types and stuff like that even though there is some wisdom in it. But in this particular instance, it's been really helpful to understand what motivates me to stick to a habit. And I didn't want it to be an obliger, but it very, very, very much is.
1: Yeah. And if you have no idea what we're talking about, I encourage you to go and listen to episode 40. 44? Six or 44 with uh, Gretchen Rubin. It's a good... It changed my life, that, that discussion. Wow. Mm. Really? Yeah, it was just... I think it happened at the right time. Well, it did. It's yeah. very
0: fortuitous for both of us because we're going through all these changes and, you know, as a result of interviewing her and the conversation I had with her, really got a much better understanding of how we approach habits and how we make changes and make them stick.
1: Yeah, exactly. So we are smack bang in the middle of the month. We are. We're, the we're just, yeah, just probably on our, over, way, over, on our yeah. way
0: out into the second half.
1: Oh, the light, the light is shining. light. Mm-hmm. Run to the light. What do you – so apart from the great um, vodka and soda debacle of uh, <laughs> early February, has there, any, has there been any cravings for you this last week?
0: Not really. No, the cravings have been super manageable, which is actually really surprising to me because when I when, – well, this might be drifting into too much information land, but when I am hormonal, I usually yep. get <laughs> – Shut it down. <laughs> no one needs to hear it. <laughs> Anyway, as I was saying to my mature husband, um, I I get, like, sugar cravings and I just eat all the things in the whole world for about two days and um, that hasn't happened. I, yeah, I feel great, really balanced um, and feeling much, much better than I was even last week, much more clear-headed, much more energetic, and we've been doing a lot.
1: Oh, God. Yeah, exactly. Um, just, a r- r- you know,
0: I know this is the Slow Home Podcast and we talk about being intentional, which we are, but this has just been a busy month. You know, you start a company that's that's part and parcel. Uh, we're still finding pockets of quiet and slow, but we've been busy. And I think the fact that we've got this energy and this clear-headedness has meant we've dealt with it so much more effectively and smoothly than we would have two or three months ago
1: exactly it's weird that the stuff that i've craved over the last week or so it's bizarre has has been stuffed with not even sugar in it oh like (laughs) like i like i am craving like chicken wings right not fried chicken wings but you know like just baked chicken wings and Sure, you can put, like, a massive marinade on them and, you know, it's all sticky and full of sugar, but chicken wings, you can just put some, like, chilli salt on them and well, you some... Can, but you can eat those. There's no reason to I, not That's eat what them. I'm saying. I'm <laughs> saying. I'm craving it and I could actually have it. But <laughs> Stop I feel, withholding. I know. I feel like I'm, I don't know, it's weird. I'm, I'm, I feel too busy to even think about it. But um, that's another thing for another time.
0: Okay. Um. I know I mentioned last week that I was feeling jittery when I was going to bed. This was kind of about week, uh, about day 10, 11, 12, something like that a little bit earlier. Uh, I was feeling better overall, but going to bed, I was having big issues getting off to sleep. Um, My brain would be doing these kind of zappy things that would, would wake me up out of that very light initial sleep. And I was getting restless legs. And someone on Instagram mentioned that Restless leg syndrome particularly, but also sleep disturbances can be related to magnesium. And often people who go on a sugar, no sugar, no processed sugar diet, find themselves lower in magnesium for whatever reason. Um, And interestingly, I I was kind of aware of the fact that magnesium had, had that impact, but it hadn't really put two and two together started having um, raw cacao powder in our smoothies and eating loads and loads more nuts. And whether or not it was a coincidence or and just the passage of time through this process or not, but that issue has gone now. I'm just I'm sleeping really well, getting off to sleep really well, staying asleep. Um, so, you know, it's, it's like we're not getting blood tests or anything done as part of this. So I'm not talking scientifically, but just in terms of how I'm feeling. I thought that was really interesting. So, they thank did. you for um, the lovely lady who pointed that out.
1: Yeah. Another food that I, this week, have gotten into in a big way, um, thanks to uh, the recipe book we bought for, uh, that Sarah and Wilson put out. I don't know what it's called. It's but called
0: Simplicious. It's
1: pretty good. Uh, we've been through a few of them, but that rotty doses. Oh, the doses. Never, I've never had a doser before. Mm. They are delicious.
0: Yeah. It's like a fermented. Um, quinoa and lentil dosa. It's beautiful. Delicious. With
1: uh, that onion that yeah, sort of tumeric. caramelizes turmeric and, you know, and then you can just have, you know, whatever, yogurt. And we had a bit of smoked salmon, didn't we, on top of one. And and some
0: veggies, you know, avocado then or, broccoli or whatever.
1: And, unreal. Mm. That's so been, been my cool. highlight of the week. <laughs> I've it's, had it five times.
0: <laughs> and, boy, are you tired. <laughs> um <laughs> <laughs>
1: I like the I like the dad joke, but the, it didn't con- really the context in. wasn't there. Oh, I'm sorry. Work on that.
0: I'm going to work on my dad game.
1: Um. <laughs> <laughs> and you're done. You're over. We're talking about doses mm. and...
0: Oh, yeah. Uh, so the other thing that I've discovered is that I guess we're starting to think more broadly about the food that we're eating. And we're trying new things and eating new things and expanding... The kind of you know, meals we're putting together, I'm really, really enjoying that. And what I realized when I was eating uh, that dosa meal one night that my taste buds have changed, or maybe become more mm. attuned to sweetness because I'm like, "What's sweet on this plate?" Um, and it was the onion and the tomato,
1: tomatoes, and
0: it tasted like a, a fruit. Yeah, and I like tomato, but it's never really tasted tomato t- is a fruit. It well, it yeah. is. Um, but it's never really tasted super sweet to me before. And I'm like, that wouldn't have tasted sweet a couple of weeks ago. I'm sure of it. Uh, so it's interesting.
1: Yeah, I, I agree. And we're not eating as much. I'm not.
0: No, my appetite is, it just feels regulated. Like I'm eating meals, but that's it. I'm not really snacking.
1: That's right. The vices for me this past week has definitely been coffee. Mm-hmm. I've had uh, on average probably two a day, yeah. sometimes three. <laughs>
0: black coffee. Well,
1: Just black coffee, but... Oh, I felt like I really needed. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's not necessarily the best thing to replace sugar, but
0: well, you're not replacing sugar. It's just you, it's a stimulant, like it's a different thing.
1: Yeah, like my, I just felt like I needed needed it. Yeah, but tonight we'll we'll definitely enjoy a, a soda and, and, and lime. lime over <laughs> rice.
0: So, how are you feeling physically? Do you feel different physically? Because you're looking incredibly well. Yeah, like and people are commenting how well you look.
1: My, how do I feel? You mm. ask me how do I feel. I feel better. I feel like I've got more energy. Mm. I feel like I've got more energy, and I know that. Yeah, I've lost like eight kilos in it's like, three it's weeks. Ridiculous. Yeah, which is not. I don't think great, but. Um, that's, but you're not but that's you're what's eating but not when I've like gi- when I've given up alcohol yeah. before like I've lost 4 key ki- ki- you know kilos easily. Mm. Um and this and it's double that. So I've been the lightest I've been since I can remember. Yeah. And that doesn't necessarily mean much but I guess th- the there's a noticeable difference around my love handle area. <laughs> Do you think so? <laughs>
0: Yep. Yeah, I was going to say that they've kind of shrunk from a love handle to a love knob, but love knob sounds. Yeah, no. <laughs> I'm probably not going to no. use that in public, no. except on this podcast. <laughs> you little love knob.
1: You're unbelievable. How do you feel? Um,
0: <laughs> I feel well. I feel. I feel really well, actually. Um, I feel like lighter in, t- in my, my digestion. I feel more comfortable in kind of my midsection. I've definitely also lost weight. No one's commenting on how well I look though, which is quite annoying. <laughs>
1: except, except me. <laughs>
0: except you. And you're the one who matters the most. Um, but I'm, I'm, I'm feeling really well. I didn't do this to lose weight. This was not at all our reasoning um for kind of trying this experiment but it's you know it's a happy side effect and it's it's weight that i would always have struggled to lose which is around my midsection it's Mm. just kind of where i hold weight and um that's that's really where i've noticed it my clothes just fit better and i feel just more comfortable yeah if i had to choose a word it would be that i just feel more comfortable So that's, that is really nice. Yeah, Um, that is really nice. My energy is top notch, really better than I've felt for years, years and years. I think part of that is the fact that the kids are both at school now and I just have uninterrupted time to work through things that I wouldn't have had for the last, you know, six or seven years. But a huge part of it, I'm sure, is this, this kind of different way of eating. Do you think you're going to stay sugar free? after the experiment's done
1: not 100% i just know that i'll well but, uh, you know i plan to have a beer again in my life so yeah that's going to be sugar though i did read in that in that sarah wilson book that the alcohol that is sort of recommended yeah <laughs> for a for a sugar free/minimal slash sugar diet is um she called dry spirits i don't know what that that means but that's sort of your vodka gin whiskey Spirits, mm-hmm. um, red wine is yeah. okay. Is the best of the wine. White wine, no it's good. Sugar, champagne, rubbish, and dessert wine, shocking yeah. for sugar. So red wine, uh, dry spirits, and
0: with soda, like not with a mix. Yeah, exactly. Just with soda or water.
1: Oh, that neat. maybe that's what she means. Neat to have maybe. them neat. Yeah, yeah.
0: So I mean, you have
1: to be a good whiskey for me to have it neat. A, a
0: vodka and soda or a gin and soda, something like yeah, that. Maybe because if you mix it with tonic, tonic water has as much sugar oh, as Coke. Which tonic probably water
1: is like. shocking. Though I am very partial to a gin and tonic, so that may be advice. But right. um, and then beer, she said, is not too bad because it's not fructose; it's maltose, which our bodies are designed to be able to break down a lot better. Okay. So. I think every, obviously everything in moderation, but I was very pleased to read that beer is, is not, is not the not worst bad, yeah. sugar um, alcoholic drink to have, thankfully.
0: I think I'll stick to the sugar-free way of eating for the most part. I, I do, yeah. I think I've broken the back of that like habit loop of sweet, mindless snacking particularly when I was stressed or emotional or bored. And that was really where the majority of it came for me. Things like bread and stuff, the changes that we've made were so easy that there's absolutely no reason to go back. And then it's just a mindfulness as to sauces and condiments. And really, I haven't missed any of them. I mean, Sarah Wilson's book, again, has got some really tasty Um, like salad dressings and things like that, which are sugar-free and full of stuff that I wouldn't normally eat. So it's, you know, kind of a win-win. So I think for the most part I will probably stick with it. But again, everything in moderation I think is the key. And I know people have been quite worried about us going extreme with this, I've got quite a few emails and comments and stuff, which I appreciate, but we're definitely I definitely don't feel like we're doing anything extreme. And even if we did keep this up, I don't I don't feel like it's an extreme way of eating. It's just quite mindful and it takes I think the big thing is convenience. Yeah. It takes longer to eat this way. So you either need to be prepared ahead of time, which I think is a big key for us. You think ahead a few days so you can prepare things on the weekend. Um, Or you kind of, if you're pushed, you will fall into the, the, into the, you know, the, the habit of convenience, which is where some of these sugars, these hidden sugars come in. So that's what I'd like to avoid. So we're heading into the last week of the, the first slow home experiment. If you, if you are following along, let us know how you're going, send an email or hit us up on Facebook or Twitter. Where are we're at Slow Your home on Facebook and at Brooke McCallery on Twitter, and just use the hashtag Slow home experiment and we'll uh, we'll find you.
1: Yeah, so we've got one more one more episode one more week yeah in this uh, series where we will give a final wrap up, but then also mention what we're going to look at for Next. the month of March.
0: Mm. Uh, And, again, if you have ideas, let us know. We've got some really good suggestions coming through that I'm kind of excited and nervous to try throughout the year. But if you do have some ideas, let us know. Again, Facebook, email uh, or Twitter, that would be tops.
1: And for the show notes to this podcast, visit slowyourhome.com forward slash 47.
0: 47. Have a great week. See you, guys. This has been another episode of the Slow Home Podcast. If you enjoyed it, be sure to subscribe via iTunes and leave us a rating or a review. Thanks for listening. Jackrabbit FM. For your ears. Who is that? Hi, Puck Pass.